Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Triple H say ESPN 888-729-3776 is your telephone number to join the conversation. As you can listen on Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN2, ESPNU, ESPN app, and all of our great stations across the country. Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Would you like to know what Smalls did last night? Yes, I do want to know. Because I said that Smalls did something last night and organized something last night that I could never imagine you and I being at. And it's a big thing that she organized. And she's got a crew. She's cool. She's hip. But maybe not. Smalls, what did you do last night? We had our first meeting. Of my book club. Hey! How is that that cool? Reading is cool, Evan. I don't know about that. What was the featured book? Uh, Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. Outstanding book. Three tomorrows. Yes. It's about uh, friendship, the elasticity of friendship, about building something great with people that you respect, that challenge you. It's a great book. How long did it take you to get through it? (laughs) Pat just says it sounds terrible. It does sound terrible. Uh, I, I don't know. Because you guys aren't cultured, okay? That's right. That's right. Understand. It's one of the best books of the year. Uh, I'm maybe a week and a half. It was okay. a great, easy read. Last night we tried to rate it. We landed on like an 8.5 out of 10. Mm-hmm. But the whole squad came correct, you guys. We had themed snacks, desserts, and cocktails that everyone hey, had to make based hey. on the book. Right. Uh, I was in charge of the Sadie cocktail. It was a jalapeno strawberry margarita because she's a bit spicy. There and there go. was a, a passage in the book about a strawberry Love print. Love a spicy margarita. By the way, I'll make Love you one. Yeah. This one was outstanding. So yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, Evan. If that's not cool, did you not do the book, the book it program in the summer where you would get a, a personal pan pizza? Reading is cool. What you didn't do that growing a up? Book it program. You get a book and a so, pizza. So this is a Midwest thing because my wife got the same thing. Yeah, I would start Dep- reading if I got pizza. Depending that's right. on how many books you read, if you read a certain amount of books per month, they give you a coupon for a free pizza. Yep. Personal pan pizza at Pizza Hut. Yep. We spent our whole summer reading well, books because we would stack yeah. up pizzas. They, they didn't do they this didn't, in New York. What? Of course they didn't do it in New York, Evan. We didn't grow up like this. Shout they out to my Midwest kids. Pizza. They know. The book it program. Why did they do this at Wisconsin when I went to school there? I would have read everything. Yeah. I would have been <laughs> eating pizza all day. Cool kids read, guys. Yeah, but yeah. Th- Smalls, doesn't that make you realize that it's actually not that cool to re- read, that they need to bribe you to actually read? No, they're saying all the cool kids are coming to a pizza party because they read over the summer. Exactly. What do you think the average is for adults on books read per year? Like, how many books would you read per year? Because mine is zero. I try to do one a month. Oh, my God. That is a high number. Well, I alternate. I'll do fiction, and then I'll do nonfiction. One a month. How many do you do? Probably a couple of books a year. I'm zero. A couple of books a year. Well, here's the thing. In in your defense, the reason I'm reading these books is because my wife is reading these books. Yes. And so it's something that we do together. That's nice. something else. I love that. Listen, I told you I love sports. I love being married more, Evan. (laughs) I love being married more. I get I, I'll it. kick my coverage, and I want to make sure that I hold on to the ball. Smart I'm, I'm not man. saying that. I had somebody text me yesterday, by the way. They said, hey, can you ask Canty's wife about something? I'm like, I don't know her because they had it. Your wife is a big-time exec and big-time person yeah. at YouTube, Google. I'm like, hey, we got a question about this. I'm like, 
one step at a time here. We just started a week ago. I got to now reach out. Now I have, now this person has an Now in. you have to reach out to my wife. Now I'm going to have now to. Now she's going to expect it, right? She's listening to the show right now. So she's okay. expecting a text Okay, so Mel is her name, right? Mel. All right, yeah, I'm going to look Mel. in the camera. Mel, you and I are going to have to speak. I have a question for you <laughs> after the show. Uh, Jerry Jones spoke. Well, let's put that out there, by the way. You can tweet at me, at Evco Radio. How about over under one and a half books read per year? Is that a fair over under That's number? a fair over under. That's, that's yeah, reasonable. I would yeah. imagine most adults don't have a lot of time in their day to read. You have yeah. kids, you're, ha- you're working, you're working out, you're cooking. There's a lot of other things you need to do other than read. So if you're reading at least one book a month, isn't that a sign of elitism? And I'll tell you why. First of all, I don't have children. I don't have a lot of responsibilities that a lot of other adults okay, have. Okay, all right. But I was always told if you want to get something done, you will find a way to do it. That's fair. And That's I, fair. Uh, back in the day during the pandemic, did 75 Hard, which is a workout program. And part of that is you have to read 10 pages of a nonfiction book every day as part of 75 Hard. And I realized it's really only about 10 minutes of your day. So every day I'll put the timer on for 10 minutes and I'll read my book. There it is. Wow. 10, what's, 10 what's, the, what's the rest of it, though? Like, what's the other 65? 75 hard? Yeah, what's the other 65 Here's the minutes? program. No, no. Or 75 days, I should it's say. It's 75 days. Okay. You have two workouts a day, 45 minutes each. One of them has to be outside regardless of the weather. You have to read 10 pages of a nonfiction book. Pick a diet. Stick to it for 75 days. No cheat meals, but that's up to your discretion. Can the diet be pizza? I won't cheat by having a salad. It's up to you. If that's, <laughs> you, you didn't might say not get the results you want. Technically, right, Cece? That could Pizza be and wings Man. is a diet. We You're, will not cheat by having a salad. Yep. You're going to go from being a quarterback to an offensive line. There you go. <laughs> I have done that. I'm back to quarterback weight, thankfully. You have to drink a gallon of water, take a progress picture every day, and no alcohol for 75 That days. I can do. I don't drink, so I'm good on that one. CC's ready to quit. Uh, yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this program is. <laughs> Should we do it as a, as a No, no, no. Let me tell you what I ain't going to do. Pass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the crew back in Bristol is like, absolutely Man. not. What would be the hardest part for you on that? Oh, the reading, the diet, the, the, no, out- the no cheat meal. The no yeah. cheat meal part of it. Like, I just, I, I mean, I've had to be so disciplined being a professional athlete, high level athlete, almost two decades. I just kind of treat my body like a jungle gym now. I eat what I want. <laughs> See, that's the thing, Smalls. From you got to you gotta understand. <laughs> you got to yeah, understand, exactly. Smalls. With former players like Chris and I, we went through all of that for so long, and right. now we just. <laughs> we so, just, are you saying now I'm I'm the most finely tuned athlete on the show? Probably. Oh, I don't probably. think there's a debate on that one. Probably. I think that's pretty damn clear. Put it in my bio. <laughs> uh, so yesterday, Jerry Jones, of course, the owner and general manager of the Dallas Cowboys, was on 105.3 in Dallas and said this about his quarterback, Dak Prescott. If I've ever seen anybody that is so sound in his psychic, so sound in his uh, approach to business, and this is business for him, so prepared, he relies on his preparation better than anybody that uh, I've been around. And, of course, he stays uh, stays confident and solid out there. If you get somebody that team will follow, that's the key. He's the best leader that I've ever seen at that position. And uh, we've been around some good ones. Aikman was outstanding. Uh, Tony, I think, was just outstanding. But uh, quite a leader out there at that position. Okay. This has CC going crazy. This has everyone going crazy about the best leader I've ever seen. Look, at, uh, if you're watching on the two and you side, he's laughing. All right? Here's the thing. I don't understand. Okay. I don't understand. Go, go ahead, for it. Go ahead, go, go. No, no. Go for it. No, here's the thing. I, I get it. Jerry wants to be complimentary of his quarterback, but sometimes he just takes it a bit too far. The best leader you've ever seen? You bought the team in 89. 
you had Troy Aikman as your quarterback. Troy Aikman was the guy that held it down when you brought in a glorified babysitter and Barry Switzer as your head coach because you couldn't coexist with Jimmy Johnson. If you go back and look at the Football Life documentary on Troy Aikman, he'll tell you he had to be the one to hold players accountable because Barry Switzer didn't. And they ended up winning a championship in 1995 despite Troy saying the team wasn't as good as they were the year before. Troy Aikman was an outstanding leader that won championships for Jerry in his early tenure as the Cowboys owner. How the hell are you going to say Dak Prescott is a better leader and this guy has won two playoff games? Yeah, and That's absolutely ridiculous. Now, I get what Jerry's trying to do. He's trying to grease the skids because he knows that Dak has him over a barrel with the current contract that he's on. Dak has a $60 million cap hit in 2024. That's untenable for any franchise. So Jerry's got to make a decision. He's either going to give him more money or he's going to trade him. The only problem with trading him is it's hard to find a replacement-level guy that's going to be as good as Dak. So it's leaning toward having to pay him. And the last time these two did the dance when it comes to negotiations, Jerry came out on the losing side, and he's just trying to avoid losing his shirt again in this contract negotiation. So I feel like that's why he's being complimentary of Dak in a very public way because he doesn't want the negotiations to be as adversarial as they once were three years ago. I just think it's interesting comments for someone to make that didn't want to pay him the first time and might not want to pay him the second time. And if I'm Dak Prescott, I'm taking that audio clip and that's all I need to play in these negotiations. You just said it. I'm the best leader you've ever seen. My preparation is top notch. You think that I'm a great quarterback. Why wouldn't you pay me? So here's why you're all wrong on this. Okay. All right. It goes back to one guy and one guy only, a guy that I've been dying to bring up since we started this mm. show, and you know where I'm going with this. Where's my damn camera? I'm going to look into it. The greatest leader of the last 20 years in the NBA is Udonis Haslam, Miami Heat. There's <laughs> nobody better than Udonis Haslam. Send this to the Heat. Wake the franchise up. They've probably been up for hours. Here's the reality. Your best player doesn't need to necessarily be your best leader. You can have a great leader that's not your best player. So Dak Prescott, comparatively, is not better than Troy Aikman. We know that. Yadier Molina, who you love and I love, Smalls, was never really the best player on the Cardinals. Albert Pujols always was the best player. Nolan Arenado, the last few years, better player. Your best player doesn't have to be your best leader, and your best leader doesn't have to be your best player. CeCe, you're giving me that look. You probably prided yourself on being a great leader. Historically, you were not better than Strahan nor Tuck, right? They were probably better than you. But you may have been a better leader than them. In this specific case, what has you thrown off, I think, is the idea that he actually verbally compared him to Troy Aikman, which is ridiculous, right? But Dak Prescott is not better than Troy Aikman, but you could still be a worse player and a better leader. Could you not be? No, you can be, but I don't understand how you can say that Dak Prescott is a better leader given what Troy had to overcome in the circumstances of transitioning from Jimmy Johnson to Barry Switzer while dealing with all of those high-profile, big-ego players on the team. You had Michael Irvin. You had Emmitt Smith. They added Deion Sanders once upon a time. They had an offensive line that featured Larry Allen and Eric Williams. To deal with all of those guys, Jay Novacek and and, uh, Moose Johnston, all of those guys, to hold those dudes accountable under those circumstances, understanding the stakes, knowing that they were trying to compete at a championship level, 
There's no argument to be made that Dak Prescott is better at doing that with his teammates than what Troy Aikman did once upon a time with the early 90s Cowboys. Right, but in general... It's not about who the better player is. Right. It's about the actual history of it all and what took place in the accounts of all the people that were in the organization at, a, at the time. Everybody pointed to Troy as the leader. Troy was doing a job not only of the starting quarterback, but of the head coach too. <laughs> That, that's where I'm pointing to. Jerry was there and had a front row seat to it all. And the biggest reason why Troy had to take on that responsibility was because of Jerry's ego and getting rid of Jimmy Johnson. But the reality is, CC, here's, here's my bigger beef. Because we can sit here and debate the leadership thing, Troy versus Dak, all day long. But that's, the com- that, that's what Jerry Jones is doing. That's, that's my point. Why is he making these declarative statements when we don't need these declarative statements made about the Dallas Cowboys right now? And by the way, it's worn off on Dak, who I'm a fan of. Dak making a declarative statement about his interception total in the offseason. Not necessary. Jerry Jones doing the, the compare and contrast with the leadership. Why? You won 40 to nothing. Focus on that. Here's the interview. Jerry, how'd you, how do you feel about Dak? I feel like our team won 40 to nothing in week one. We need to get ready for week two. We're off to a great start. He'll never do it, but he should do it. But you're asking him to be something that he's not. I know. Jerry is I a know. showman. He lives in the moment. This is clearly recency bias. He wants to gas up his quarterback because he thinks this is a team that's capable of winning a Super Bowl, and they're coming off of an unbelievable week one performance in primetime. So, of course, he wants to say things like that. Now, I don't think from a business standpoint it's the best thing for him to do so publicly. See, but I actually think the other way. Jones. I think Smalls, that's interesting you said that. I was the other way because I think it is good from a business perspective that he becomes a character. It adds more interest to the team. No, I mean in his negotiations with Dak. That's what we're talking about. But in general, he does a million things every year to add to the drama around the Cowboys. How many many owners have a weekly on local radio stations? But But has it helped them win Super Bowl, though? No. But yeah, but how many general managers have a weekly? No, very, None of them do. None of them, yeah. So, I mean, the fact that he's doing it and, and putting himself out there and making these declarative statements just shows you that he understands that it's sports entertainment. Yeah. My only thing is this. I think he's setting it up to create it from being an adversarial negotiation with Dak Prescott this time around, but I don't think that's going to matter because how Dak does business. Yeah. Dak is going to ask for the 54, the 55, the $56 million a year. He's looking at what Joe Burrow just got, $275 million over five years with $219 million guaranteed, and he's saying, you know what, I want more than that, and I know I'm going to get it, whether it's you paying it to me or somebody else, because something has to happen with my contract in the $60 million cap hit in 2024. Right. All right. We'll get your phone calls in at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And the Dak Prescott comments, obviously, as well as a couple of other random things, over under one and a half books per year read, as we learned about <laughs> Smalls' book club today. And with all the rumors around Tom Brady Jets, who's the one guy who could never play for that team? Tom Brady with the Jets. Derek Jeter with the uh, Red Sox. Magic Johnson with the Celtics. Yadier Molina with the Cubs. We brought that up. We want some more answers from you guys uh, on that. But after week one, your biggest question with the NFL and something you know for sure. We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. 
The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Packers fans never knew a love, a love, a love like this. Now Javante's cooking here. There There we go. go. Now he's got a little bears with a little common. Damn, was the time. If heaven had a height, you would be that tall. Oh, what? need someone. And we'll be by your side. It's unsportsmanlike on ESPN. That, that was unsportsmanlike Very on ESPN Radio. Yeah. Presented by Progressive Insurance, Series XM80, ESPN2, ESPNU, and the ESPN app. I don't like checking my text messages too much during the phone, but when yeah. I see one pop up from the boss man, Justin Craig, our mm-hmm. great boss here, yeah. I must read it. What's your definition of a book? I read <laughs> magazines and online stories that are longer than some books. Those are periodicals. Because <laughs> Smalls has the book club. I'm just, I'm just saying, That's when right. we were kids, when we went to the library, they broke it down. These are books. These are periodicals. Correct. Two separate Let's things. Let's start the periodical club where we yeah. read an article. Right. <laughs> Every <laughs> Monday night, we're going to read Sports an article. They still sure. do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly. what we're going to do. A lot of photos. Do. A lot of pictures no. in those articles. I don't, that's that, what we're I don't do. think that counts. 888-SAY-ESPN. Uh, 888-729-3776. At Unsports ESPN for Twitter. We're going to get your responses on some of these questions, including the Cowboys drama, the one player that can't play for that one team. But first, something you know. And something you don't know after one week in the NFL. Smalls, what do you know and what do you not know right now? Well, let's start with the Chicago Bears off the common theme. And in that song, Common says, it don't take a whole day to recognize sunshine, right? And we Mm -hmm. know that Justin Fields can be sunshine at times. But can he do it consistently? That is my biggest question after week one. What is Justin Fields going to be? This is year three. You expect a certain amount of power from your quarterback you expect him to take that next step that was one of the main conversations of this offseason was about Justin Fields we certainly didn't get that from him in week one versus the Packers so moving forward my biggest question is Justin Fields can he be the guy for the Chicago Bears that's what you don't know what do you know what I do know is that the Miami Dolphins offense is absolutely legit and as long as Tua can stay healthy the Dolphins are a Super Bowl contender CC what do you what do you know what do you know First. Well, I, I was, she took what I knew, which was the Miami Dolphins <laughs> being the most explosive offense in the National Football League. Let me say this. What I know is that the San Francisco 49ers are absolutely going to be in the mix to be back in the conference championship. The question about Brock Purdy was answered on Sunday. The fact that he was able to spray the ball around to his wide receivers, Brandon Ayuk included, to me was the most impressive development evolution in his overall game. The biggest thing that I was worried about was how that offensive line would hold up. And even though T.J. Watt had a couple of sacks, they overall played really well, especially in the run game, getting movement at the point of attack versus a really good front seven, one of the best front sevens in the National Football League. So the San Francisco 49ers will absolutely be in the championship rounds in the NFC. What don't you know? What I don't know 
is whether or not the Giants have the long-term solution at quarterback. Even though they gave Daniel Jones a long-term contract this offseason, it really is a two-year pact for $82 million. But based on how that dude played on Sunday, I I don't know that this is the guy that's going to take you where you want to go. Last year feels much more like the outlier in comparison to what we can expect moving forward. It feels like he regressed in week one, back to the guy that we saw the first three years of his career. And Smalls, if you go back to the franchise tag deadline earlier this spring, it came down to the wire between Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, who was going to get the extension, who was going to get the franchise tag. The Giants prioritized the quarterback because of the importance of the position. I don't know that they were necessarily sold on the guy playing said position. So Brian Dable said there's going to be some difficult decisions that they have to make from a personnel standpoint moving ahead, but if they don't win this game in Arizona on Sunday, I think we're going to turn up the volume on the conversation around the quarterback. All right, here's what I know. I'm right about the Vikings. I said they would hit an under this year, that whatever the number is, whatever number you found, it would be under. They're 0-1 after a loss to the Bucks, and they have the Eagles tomorrow night. That ain't in Philly. That ain't going to be easy. They're going to be 0-2. Here's what I don't know. They got embarrassed last year on a short week in Philly, too. Here's what I don't know. How one of the best coaches, smartest coaches in the entire NFL, and Mike Vrabel, how he still has Ryan Tannehill as his quarterback. I I don't understand that. Ryan Tannehill was done as a big-time quarterback, what, five or six years ago? I know they got the number one seed a few years ago. He was horrific in that playoff game that he had. Three interceptions. I don't know how Ryan Tannehill is still the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I remember that game. He had an interception on his first half, an interception on the first pass at halftime, and an interception to end the game. Not exactly what you're looking for. Defense had Been there. Defense had nine sacks on Joe Burrow in that game, and they still lost. Wow. Again, how is he still the quarterback wow. of the Titans? That, to me, that's an indictment on the guys that they have behind him in Malik Willis and in Will, Will Levin. Levin. Yeah, I was going to say they've been trying to draft somebody they, else. They, they've been trying to find a solution. Lack of trying. That's right. Well, I mean, Will Levis, I understand why they're not playing him. And it's not having anything to do with the fact that he's a rookie. It's that he puts mayonnaise in coffee and eats a banana with the peel on. So you have to question decision-making there. Yeah, but you knew that before you drafted him, and you still did it. Even more so questioning (laughs) decision-making there. Uh, James on 103.7 in Louisiana joins us here on Unsportsmanlike. What's up, James? Hey, man, I wanted to comment on uh, on Dallas and Jerry Jones. I know he's like just a content-spewing machine for you guys. Correct. Spitting out content, and that's great. But, I mean, Dallas, let's face it. They're the Notre Dame uh, of the Professional Football League. Preseason, early season darlings, late season failures. They're, they're not going to do anything. Talk about them all you want, but they're going to fade. And, and, and I appreciate Dak getting his money. But, you know, the Cowboys will never be good until a general manager is fired by the owner. Yeah, and fair critique all, all around. If you want to hear more about Notre Dame, you can go back on our podcast on the ESPN app from yesterday. We had Marcus Freeman on, and he was great with us and funny, talking about kids' sports movies and Will Ferrell and Deion Sanders. So a fun conversation with him. You may be right, but today's not the day to do it. Like, they won 40 to nothing on Sunday Night Football. They deserve a little love today. Let's slip in one more here. Mike in Minnesota before we, uh, we break here. Mike in Minnesota watching on ESPN2 joins us here on Unsportsmanlike. What's up, Mike? Hey, I wanted to comment on that uh, book it program. And, I mean, who doesn't love reading a book? But, I mean, who doesn't love pizza more? <laughs> right, I mean, so what I do more people love? And- Mike, what do more people love, the book or the pizza? The pizza. Yeah. So, I mean, I was in the Book It program, and, you know, every week you read a certain amount of books and you get a sticker or whatever for each month or whatever. I used to just go to the library just to write the book, 
in the, in the author in, on the list just to get the sticker so I could get the pizza at the, the end of the yeah. end of the month. So. I mean, this is ridiculous. And thank you for the phone call. It's ridiculous. We never had this in the Northeast. It's just a Midwest thing. It was genius, though. Somebody owes us pizza. Yeah. Actually, we I, didn't I, read, so maybe I, I, they don't know. Say, did you go to New what, York Public Schools? What <laughs> book did I read? <laughs> exactly. I thought Catcher in the Rye was a baseball book. <laughs> Coming up, how confident are the Jets without Aaron Rodgers going forward? We will get to that next. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN2, ESPNU, and of course the ESPN app. She is Michelle Smallman. He is Chris Canty. I am Evan Cohen. And joining us now, he's been in the NFL for about 430 years. <laughs> Thomas Morstead is the punter for the New York Jets. And sure, there's Aaron Rodgers stuff to get to. But, Thomas, let's get to the important stuff. What did you do recently at a gaming, amusement park-type place, whatever it was, to impress your children? Because that is the accomplishment we should be talking about today. Explain what you did for two minutes and 32 seconds. Man, let me tell you, I did not think that this was the first question I was getting uh, on the show. Um, yeah, we had a little time off at Labor Day break, and uh, – this, uh, this little carnival game here was just how long you could hang on the bar. And uh, a lot, I watched many a, many a dad try and fail. And it was for, a, for $100, $100 in free tokens. And so the kids were very, very excited about that potential and uh, decided I'd give it a shot and uh, was able to get it done. And uh, the excitement from uh, my boy Beckett there on the left was <laughs> unbelievable. And... Uh, it was like one of the coolest dad moments of all time. And, uh, you know, obviously a lot of people liked it. I think it got over 10 million views. I couldn't believe how many people um, watched it. So it was pretty cool. It's definitely a super dad moment, Thomas. I love you have that on video because you get to see your kids' excitement and relive that. That's amazing. Well, as excited as your kids were after you had that super dad feed, I can imagine how disappointed your team was when Aaron Rodgers went down on Monday Night Football with that torn Achilles. Have you had a chance to speak to Aaron? And if so, what was the message that he had for you and the team? Yeah, you know, I called him after the game and talked to him on the phone for a while. 
Um, and uh, I spent quite a bit of time with him uh, yesterday morning just in the training room. Um, yeah, I, I, this sounds silly, but I kind of equate it to a death. It's, uh, it's a little bit, um, you know, it's, you got to show up for your teammates and be there uh, to support them. And there's nothing really to say, just being there and letting them know you love them. And uh, that's kind of the energy I felt from the whole locker room. Um, we've got a guy that's come in and uh, been rejuvenated, I think, and has really poured in his heart and soul into um, his new team. He's invested into everybody in the organization, uh, players, coaches, um, you know, strength staff, the janitor. He knows everybody's name in the building. And uh, for it to happen like this is, is um, you know, really devastating for the player. It's a huge loss for the team. And it's a loss for the entire league. Thomas, I want to go back to Monday night. DJ Reed said post game that the defense was shook when they saw Rodgers getting carted off. I want to know what happened at halftime. What was said amongst the players in the locker room that galvanized you guys and allowed you to come out and get a thrilling overtime win against the division rival in the Buffalo Bills? Well, unfortunately for me, I had uh, a pretty poor first punt, and I was. Uh, that makes me pretty agitated the rest of the game. So I didn't even go in at halftime. I had a long halftime uh, uh, warm up to kind of, you know, f- find my form. So I didn't hear what was said. But uh, it just, you know, it just validates the people that we have in the locker room. Um, I think it's easy as a veteran. You know, there's a lot of older veterans that have been brought in this year to be a part of this team. And you, I remember in the second quarter looking around, looking at different guys' faces, seeing, you know, okay, how are these guys going to respond? Are they questioning the decision to be here? And uh, to go up against the, you know, a team that's been in the Super Bowl conversation for three or four years in a row, that's the three-time AFC East champs, uh, down by 10 points after having that happen and for the entire team to respond. I mean, everybody made plays on every phase of the game um, in that second half. And it just validates who we thought we had in the building as people. And... um, you know, it's a it's a game that I will never, ever forget. I've been a part of a lot of special teams and a lot of special games uh, with special atmospheres and expectations, and that was an unforgettable game, and I was very proud to be a part of it. Talking with Thomas Morstead, Jets punter here. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Do you think Aaron Rodgers will play football again? Um, I, I, don't, I don't know how to answer that question. Um, you know, I was... It, it's it, it's a little it's a different sport um, obviously but I, I was uh, I was watching YouTube trying to think of something encouraging to send to uh, to Aaron and uh, I saw Kobe Bryant's um, you know when he went on Jimmy Kimmel and and, and they read his uh, his Facebook rant after he uh, ruptured his Achilles and um, you know I sent that to Aaron just as a bit of encouragement so you know everybody's got to make their own decisions. And, um, and who the heck knows there's so much between now and him being healthy. So, uh, I've got no clue. I'm just wishing the best for him and I'm hurting for him. Thomas, how has quarterback Zach Wilson grown from last year after the Patriots losses to this year? What have you seen from him from a growth and maturity standpoint, both in terms of his football acumen, but also his leadership intangibles? Yeah, look, I, I filled in two years ago um, for the punter that was injured uh, here before me, and then I was with Miami last year, so I was on the other side of the coin. And so um, I've got kind of 
two different perspectives of him. Uh, the thing I would say that's been uh, unique, I feel like he was able to take a, a deep breath this year um, and kind of have a reset moment. Um, and, and I know, because I've seen it, uh, I've seen the way that Aaron's invested in him. And, uh, you know, he was ready to come into that game. So uh, I don't think anybody had a doubt about that. There's little mannerisms and uh, ways of doing his job. And I'm like, oh, I've seen Aaron do that before. You know, he's picked up on a lot of things. So, um, you know, hopefully this reset will be something that's been great for him and his career. And, and hopefully for this team, um, you know, we're all behind him. And uh, he's, he's been showing improvement um, every day throughout camp, just like a lot of the guys on the team. And uh, we're excited that he's our guy. Thomas, there was a lot of emotions on Monday night, the devastating blow when you realize Aaron Rodgers could be lost for the season and then a thrilling overtime victory. But as the dust has settled from both of those things, what's the vibe in the locker room right now? Well, we're about to have meetings here for the first time. Um, so, uh, I, I mean, my expectation is that um, although we've lost, you know, an incredibly important piece of the puzzle uh, for our team, that just like any other position, it's next man up. And um, I don't think expectations can change if, you know, uh, I think the right forms of leadership and, um, you know, they can't be based on circumstance. You know, we have to, you know, you don't decide to be a great leader and show up and do the right things when it's easy. It's, it's, It's highlighted most when things are hard or when things don't go your way. So that's my expectation, and um, that's uh, that's not a blind expectation. That's based on the way I've seen guys work this entire year, and um, we just came back from ten points down to a you know perennial Super Bowl uh, you know pick, and uh, a team that's dominated this division for the last number of years. So um, I don't think anybody's going to blink, and it's just the next man up. Thomas, last thing. Do you think you would have signed with the Jets if Aaron Rodgers wasn't the starting quarterback? Um, I do. Um, my time here two years ago was phenomenal. Um, Coach Brant Border, our special teams coordinator, um, he's a really special person um, and a big reason why I'm back. And um, I really enjoyed my time here. Uh, that's really what it came down to. I was, you know, I had kind of a few different options to sign with. And my wife, uh, God bless her, she's She's just so wise, and she just said, "You know, where's the most fun you've had playing football over the past few years?" And it was, I said, "When we were, when I was losing with the Jets two years ago, <laughs> when they, when, when they, what, when you when were they, losing? When they, when, well, not, well, what I mean by that is the people in the building, the direction things were going. Um, you know, when you have a chance to work with great people, I'm sure you guys have this in your business. You guys all enjoy working with each other." that matters more than a lot of other things that people try to account for like money and other things. And, um, I wanted to go, I want to go work with people that I want to work with and, and be associated with those types of people and go try to do something special with those people. And that's what I'm doing. So I'm excited to be here. Well, Thomas, thank you so much for a couple of minutes and all the insight. And we appreciate uh, the time. The congratulations on the big dad moment of hanging for two minutes and 32 <laughs> seconds. We appreciate it. You got it. Thanks for having me on.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Stop acting like you don't love it. You love it, CeCe. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Series XM80. ESPN2. ESPNU. Okay, so now here's the thing, Smalls. We've got to keep an eye on this. When we get silly and have fun, all of a sudden his phone starts ringing. <laughs> I don't know if he's calling himself or what he's doing here. But this is a, there's a football story here. No, there's a football story here. I'm just not the biggest fan of this song. Just oh, you want a different Taylor Swift song? No, yeah, this isn't yeah. her best one. What's, yeah, what's your favorite not, no. Taylor Swift song? Uh, I, I would have to hear it. I don't know the titles of the song. Cruel Summer? Can we play Cruel Summer? It's an that's absolute hot right now. Of Cruel Summer, Javante. Let yeah, me hear it. Let's absolute go. Cruel banger. Summer. That's, that's You'll the like one. It, so while uh, Javante has given us that, there's a report, according to the Daily Mail, that Taylor Swift. And she, see, he's already there. He's already looking at his power rankings on his phone. He's out. I'm putting my power <laughs> rankings on social media. Promote your Twitter then, at least. Absolutely. It's Chris Candy 99 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, TikTok, all of the things. Good. Okay. Yeah. So there have been reports out of the Daily Mail and the Messenger that uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey have been quietly hanging out. Mm. That they've been quietly hanging out. That we may have. A Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey combo. What do, what, we what do we call them? What do we call them as a couple? Let's see. We have to combine the names, right? Uh, yeah. So Swi- Swiftsy. Hmm. Kel Swift. Tay Trav. Weirdly, you can't use Kelsey, which would seem yeah. like the most logical yeah. one. Yeah. Trav Tay. And you can't say Tay-trav? Taylor because there, if you know. Taylor Swift fans, there's already a Kaler situation. Yeah, oh, I don't know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's in the weeds. That's All right, my bad. Deep, deep um, we've already established that you don't stay up on pop culture. It's okay. Oh, yeah, I'm the one that doesn't. We've already established You should see this guy's phone on all the NFL stuff. Um, so they're both 33 years old, and maybe there's something here. Do we like this possibility of a couple? Well, I'm just wondering if this means that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to repeat that they're di- guaranteed to win a championship because Taylor Swift – Anything that she's involved with turns to gold. So True. she's the opposite of the Kardashians. She, think about the summer athletes. that she just okay. put together, you guys. She sold out every stadium in America. It was the biggest thing happening all summer long. She infused billions of dollars into our economy. Yeah. There is nothing outside of Beyonce, who's probably tied for first, as the great Tony LaRusso would say, yeah. that's bigger than Taylor Swift. Yeah. So if she starts dating Travis Kelsey. I imagine that some of that is going to transfer onto an already great team. I just didn't realize that the friendship bracelet that Travis Kelsey gave her was going to go this far. Like yeah, I he's been trying. I, 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 yeah, he's, so it, the listen, message came. He's been putting shot. the full court press on. Like, I mean, he's. I'm not mad at that. I'm impressed. Hey, I'm not mad at that. Like I, I, I let it be known to my wife. I'm like, are you kidding? If you would ever hang out with me, that would be the greatest moment of my life. Like <laughs> I'm. I mean, come on. Why not? Just be honest and direct. 
I mean, Travis Kelsey put it out there that he wants to be hanging out yeah. with Taylor Swift, yeah. which I thought he had a girlfriend. I guess they must have broken up because yeah. she was a beautiful woman as well. Yes, yeah, she was. Yeah. Um, but so he she, he put it out there, and now it may be happening. But there's a fine line, though, right? I mean, between like what? being aggressive and being persistent and being considered a stalker. I'm just saying. I'm just saying the <laughs> French, no, the French bracelet, oh, and then going to the concert. The, Celebrities can be stalkers. No, but I agree. But oh, what I'm saying is, like, when celebrities you were, they get restraining orders. Fair, but okay. when you were playing for the Giants, you win a Super Bowl. You guys are front and center. If you yes. were to put out there, you were not married at the time. Yeah. If you were to put out there, like, hey, it's Taylor Swift, just saying, you're in New York. Would love to take you to dinner. Like, you do it appropriately. Yeah, but he made her a friendship lose. bracelet. Who's but doing that's it? What people Listen, do at the concerts. I ain't making a friendship bracelet for nobody. I'll go out to dinner with you. I'll get you flowers. We're going to walk in the park. I am not that's taking the, the time well, to make yeah. a friendship bracelet. I'm not doing but it, that. But it's a little wink to her fandom, and it, I yeah, thought it was because she has the bracelets too. Yeah, and, and he cool. put his phone number on it. I thought but that's why I said. But that's why I said it's a fine line. The fact that he knows so much about her, yet he has. An equally demanding career himself. Yeah, it just seems like it tiptoes on the line of being. You know, but I'll tell you this: anybody can slide into the DMs. Sure. He could slide into the DMs. But I thought it was a very cre- effective sliding into DMs. Was, very, I thought it was a very creative <laughs> way to get her attention. I and agree. If this report is true. Clearly, it worked. I got to shout out Jen Latta, ESPN Milwaukee, as well as College Game Day, of course. She went to the concert this summer with my wife and daughter, the Taylor Swift concert, and made them. Friendship bracelets. Jen's so, the best. Yeah, so great job by Jen. Now, here's the thing. We're already predicting if they're together, there's going to be a breakup. And whenever you have a Taylor Swift breakup. Why are you going into it negatively? Well, to get to They're going to get married? No, here's the thing. Are they going to so, go all the way? Guys, I hope so. I hope she oh, finds her, her you wanna, love. You want to believe in love, I right? Believe you want to believe Smalls, in love? We got a bit off of this. So oh, okay. I couldn't my bad, my do bad. it if they were, it was going to work Smalls out. Smalls loves love, though. I, I do know, love love. The problem is if it works out, that ruins the bit. All right, back okay, on okay. the air here, ladies and gentlemen. So if they were to break up, Pat Costello, our great producer, uh, wrote a song. And by that, I mean he put it into Chat GPT. It was remix. If Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are together and then they break up, what does the song sound like? So here are the lyrics. But I'll remember those Friday night lights underneath the stars, the city's endless heights. But love's like a game and we played our part. Now it's time to heal this broken heart. I'm breaking up with the football star caught up in a game that left a scar. Our love was like a Hail Mary pass, but now it's time to let go at last. He threw his promises like a perfect spiral, but I found out love's more than a title. In the end, it's the heart that truly matters, and ours shattered like a glass in a million splatters. But I'll remember those Friday nights underneath the stars, the city's endless lights, but love's like a game, and we played our part. Now it's time to heal this broken heart. That's, That's really good. What's the good. title of the song? Uh, new Heights. New Heights. New Heights. Oh, because like he's from podcast. Cleveland Heights. Yeah, yeah but yeah. That's, isn't that the podcast? Yeah, it's the podcast. Well, that's podcast? it. New Heights, Taylor Swift. It'd be trademark, up with infri- Travis it'd be Kelsey. trademark infringement, though. You can't call So come it up new with heights. another one. Uh, heights and Lows. Ooh. Heights and Lows. Okay. Heights and Lows, yeah. All right. Smalls? Mm. I'm trying to think of something. That All of the Heights? No, because she does. Why do you find ways to work in Kanye? You, you think I'm do. looking for ways to work in <laughs> I don't Kanye? Understand Kanye? All of the heights. Always. Why, why he always, always does this. Why in the world would I do that of all people? <laughs> I don't, but you do it every single week. No, I don't. You did it last week. You just did it again. He played Kanye. Javante uh, played the song. Did. I didn't do did. it. Here's the thing about Taylor Swift, though. If it was something about heights, that is 
too pointed about right. Travis Kelsey. She always has a little veil of mystery where her fans have to determine, oh, is this about this person or that person? So I think it would be something that would be a little bit more creative than that. Let me marinate on this. See, I agree, though, with Small's initial point. Travis Kelsey dating Taylor Swift is a good luck charm. That's a, that's so not it's a good thing for the Kansas City 100%. Chiefs. 100%. Yes. 100%. I mean, think about this. And I'm not speaking on this. I'm speaking about what others speak to on this. What's the one knock that people have around Patrick Mahomes? They make all kinds of inappropriate comments about his family, right? Which I'm not in on at all. Like, keep it to him. But Travis Kelsey would get the opposite now. Travis Kelsey would be like, I, you know, I was thinking about Gronk versus Kelsey. Yep. And Camille Costa, Gronk's girlfriend, is amazing and a wonderful person, businesswoman, model, the whole deal. So she's an A+. But Taylor Swift is on a different planet than anyone outside of Beyonce. No doubt. That people would now deem Travis Kelsey to be the greatest tight end of all time. So if the Kansas City Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl, is Taylor Swift doing a national anthem at the Super Bowl? She declined the halftime show. But maybe she'd reconsider. I mean, she'd, she'd have to. Because, you know, because it should be, be the killers in Vegas. From her man, you know? She'd, she'd have to let him have the stage. No, let him have the stage, but do the national anthem. To get, but I'll remember get, those get Friday nights. Wink. Yeah, Underneath exactly. the Chelsea jersey. Exactly. The city's endless heights, but yeah. love's like a game when we played our part. Now it's time to heal this broken heart. Okay. Oh, what an amazing thing. Let's what hope that they stay thing. together through the regular season because it could be a well, we distraction. Need, we need a breakup break song. Yeah, what if they it? break up, oh, it could be a disaster. I don't want that. Was the Aaron Rodgers injury the most devastating moment to a team and fan base ever? We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.